This is the final part of a three-part series. We're looking back at some of the events over the last couple of weeks. Matt Spieler's with us this morning, the editorial director of BNP Flooring Group and the editor of Floor Trends. Um, earnings. Since we talked last, we've seen a bunch of earnings reports, Mohawk uh, being, I guess, the last one. Uh, had a had a very nice quarter. Earnings what were two sixty nine a share, and that beat expectations by I think about eight cents. Yeah, and profits were I think what something about one hundred eighty million or something like that in the quarter I think or uh, one hundred eighty six million I believe it was. Yeah, there you go. So and that nothing was, to sneeze at. That was up nearly twenty two percent as compared to last year's um, se- second quarter. Yeah, so that tells you that uh, business is doing quite well. And better, than, better than people really want to give it credit for, maybe. Well, it's interesting. They they have changed uh, the way they, they report. They now have North American sales and rest of world sales. And they're virtually everywhere. I don't know if you listened to the, to the conference call, but they've got operations all over the world. Oh, yeah. Mohawk is a true global company. And, and uh, talking about Russia and Malaysia and Belgium and Mexico, and they're everywhere. Yep, yep, they're a true global company with all the acquisitions that they've made. Um, but the interesting thing is you just look, you know, you mentioned their report, but if you look at some of the other reports that have come out, um, Dixie came out with their report, uh, Interface, I believe, um, and generally speaking, uh, the ones who are selling the better goods are not only showing better profits, but just the overall in general, um, there seems to be, you know, the, the, um, the reports all were positive. Yeah, Interface, uh, let me see, they were the first to report, if I'm not mistaken, and uh, they beat analyst estimates. They were 33 cents, and I think analysts were looking for 28 cents, so they beat uh, estimates and had a had a good quarter. Um, Armstrong, um, I think their first quarter wasn't that hot, but the second quarter, they were up a tremendous amount based on, I think, not so good a quarter in the prior year period, but they were up something like 50-some-odd percent, as I recall. Mm-hmm. 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 And Dixie also. Yeah, and Dixie, let me see. I think i got a note here. Um, their sales were 1.9% over the year-ago period. Another, They said something interesting that, um, of course, they had, I think, a year ago they had a loss and they had a, nice earnings this period um i'm looking for a note that i can't seem to find here but they did here it is uh, sales for residential products were down by four tenths of a percent compared with the same quarter of the prior year while they said the industry was down in uh, low single digits mm-hmm. anyway um mm-hmm. well also there's a case where again you know dixie's um has a lot of high-end, you know, when it comes exactly. to Maslin, Fabrica. Um, so that's where they're seeing the, the bulk of their sales, actually, still yeah. is in that high-end. And they said co- commercial sales in the second quarter up by 6.7% over the prior year. That's pretty impressive. Definitely. And that, that I guess, uh, when you look at that and the interface, which is mostly all commercial, um, and, you know, Mohawk has a you know, huge start in the commercial business, um, a lot of that was reflected when what we talked about uh, a month or so ago about Neocon and the increase of activity that was there. Yes. Uh, one thing I wanted to mention to you, too, we've seen several sustainability reports issued, I think, since we talked last, Shaw, J&J, 
uh, and perhaps some others. Uh, industry Mohawk, yes. Uh, and they certainly, uh, this industry remains a head and shoulders, it seems to me, above many others. I agree. And the fact that these reports, when you look at them, they're volunt they do them on a voluntary basis. It's not something that these companies have to do, um, especially when you look at one like a and j which is a you know, completely privately held company. Um, Shaw is... Uh, I guess you say semi-private because it's part of Berkshire Hathaway, um, which is a public company, but um, and Mohawk being the public company. But the reality is, they don't necessarily have to put out these extra reports over and above their earnings statements and what they put into them. But this industry, like you said, is so far and above. Um, ahead generally when it comes to the green movement and it's great that they put these out because it does let the world see truly what's going on and what you see is great innovation great advancements and um, just great sustainability that's taking place and I think that also is this is something that you see at the bottom line this is a this is a bottom line producing element for the you know for, for these companies and that's how how they approach it and I think that makes it even a better story. Yep. I think uh, when you listen to what a lot of these companies say, um, many a times they realize, the, like you said, the bottom line effect that these changes have, and it just spurs them on to more. Yeah, and if, 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 if these uh, various sustainability programs didn't produce at the bottom line at some point, they wouldn't do any of them. No. Unless they were forced to by, uh, you know, certain ways. But the thing is, with the, the nice thing with this industry is their, how innovative they are. Exactly for, right. You know, as a good example is look at the water usage. Um, the carpet industry has reduced the amount of water that it uses by somewhere in the nature of, I think, 35 or so percent mm -hmm. in the last 20 or so years. Uh, yet it hasn't affected the quality of the product at all. And if anything, the, the, the product has gotten better. Yeah, J and J, one in in particular that brought a system in uh, to treat the water. As a matter of fact, uh, they invite anybody in the industry that wants to go in and take a look at this and duplicate that that system to do so. That's pretty That's interesting. Right. I I remember when they uh, um, unveiled it at, um, I believe it was Greenbuild, and it was really at that time so fascinating because um, I remember them talking about how the water uh, going out is actually cleaner mm -hmm. than the stream in and of itself that it's being put in. That's exactly right, exactly right. Well, one more event I have on my list, uh, Tice East, Surfaces East, this year in Orlando. I'll see you there. Uh, yes, mm -hmm, of course. <laughs> <laughs> you know me, I don't miss any events. Um, but no, it, uh, seriously though, uh, registration is now open for the event. Um, people can now get hotels for the event, and you're better off doing it sooner than later. Um, it's Granted, it's only the second year of the event, but show organizers from everything I can see have definitely added to the show to make it um, more of a bigger experience similar to what you might expect in Vegas, but they're definitely adding things that will help companies and individual businesses uh, better themselves. So it's not just about the show floor and the products, but there's some great educational stuff going on as well. So the sooner you can register and the sooner you can get a hotel room, the better off you'll be in terms of your planning. And I know that the folks at Informa who run the show have, just like they do in Vegas, have um, 
form some agreements with local hotels in the area so you can get some good rates. Mm -hmm. I know that you had mentioned the seminar program, and I know they've got some unique things going on during this seminar program, which is like involvement from retailers, a good deal more of that, sharing ideas and so on. And I think that's something that they started last year. Um, now, I'm as I said that, I wasn't sure that that's in Vegas or in Miami last year, but it was started last year nonetheless in one seminar, and it worked so well uh, having retailers exchange ideas in these uh, seminars. They're going to be doing that, I think, in total, uh, if I'm not mistaken, at this uh, Tice Orlando. Yeah, well, they're going to be having both, I think, in um, Orlando and uh, Vegas, a uh, what they're calling a Peer 180 conference, mm -hmm. which is kind of pretty much exactly what you're talking about. And it's all about best practices and um, being able to talk to like-minded folks who are not necessarily your competitor. Uh, you can be a retailer in New York and talk to a retailer in Georgia or talk to somebody uh, from Iowa and share some best practices and uh, share some issues and problems that you both have in common and ways that you each went about solving them and maybe it can give you an idea of something you can do next time it comes up. You know that's a really great idea because I think that retailers go to any of these meetings whether it's a whether it's a Carpet One or whether it's a Surfaces or Tice East or any of them uh, obviously they go to see, see products and so on but I think to network with other retailers is right up there at the top of the list of why they go to these things. Yes, and you're seeing more and more of these events um, from the buying group shows to the general trade shows um, recognize this and do more and more to create networking opportunities uh, at the events so that it gives retailers even more reason to go. Very good. Well, I'll see you there. You got it. I'll be there. Mm -hmm. Thanks, Matt. No problem. We've been talking with Matt Spieler. He is the editorial director of BMP's Flooring Group. He is the editor of Floor Tens. And this is Floor Radio. <laughs>